All right, we're good. Live. Yes. Coffee regular on a Sunday. Sunday after the after the, the Christmas and Mike's birthday. Right. Yeah. Mm. Still doing some things for that, which is cool. All right. Ben was overwhelmed with birthday wishes. It was very nice. Mm. Received a lot of love that day. Very good, very good. Lovely. Nice to hear from some people that I haven't heard from in a while. Oh. Um, nice to know they still think about me on certain days. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. During the year. Ah, yeah. All right, then. Yeah. So, uh, we were just talking about training a little bit. Or the lack of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forced myself to take a week off and eat and do nothing. And it's so hard, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I can't stand it. So, and my question was, what is, how do you go through that process? What is your thought process to get there? All right, my thought process to get there, well, okay, so how I know I'm at the end of a training phase is um, I have a few cues. It gets easy and it gets boring. And then I really, like, I've already, like, I've always planned in the next phase, but I can tell, like, when the, 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 the training for the next phase becomes more important in my head, and I'm like, all right. Time to take time break. to go on. Yeah, and I usually like to take like an off week or like a transition week, and like a transition week where I'll just like play with my cardio machines for a week, mm-hmm. maybe do some like push ups or something. You know, just super. Not the don't do a ton. Like put a movie on while I do it. I'll just kick the bag. Like super light. Not intense. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but this week I didn't do anything. I tried to eat more. Um, you know, tried to have like you know. A few beers here and there, like you know, living the life. Um, I'm trying, trying real hard, trying hard. I had some cookies. Dang. Like I had like two cookies in like a day, and I'm like, I can't do this shit. No, it's too much hurts. sugar. I this feel hurts. horrible. Okay. But um, emotionally, it's just hard. Like, yeah. I, mean, for, I can tell your your level is a little like a little softer. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm real toned down. Mm-hmm. But I was kicking last night, and my hips were turning over real well. I haven't thrown like a a thoughtless round kick in years. Hmm. And I was, I popped on, uh, my daughter got me uh, The Last Dance on Blu-ray. Nice. So I'm re-watching it, of course. And uh, I popped it on and I was just kicking while I was watching it. And, you know, not really paying attention to the kicks. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, put the put the 2020 armor on the bag so I have something to aim for. Put the, that's, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I put the, put the, like the power mode on. It tells you how hard you hit. You know? And just as I have a target, really. Yeah. And just watch that to see if I'm connecting well and, you know. But not really thinking about it, just kind of watching Michael, you know, and it's like, oh, my hips don't hurt. Mm-hmm. feels nice. So, like, the week paid off. But, like, during the week, it's just, you know, it's a habit thing. It's mm-hmm. like, why do people stop smoking and get fat? Because they mm-hmm. keep putting something in their mouth, mm-hmm. you know? The oral habit. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm like, I, I, what do I do? Like, time to train, and I, yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. You're like, I could do nothing but on my hands. You're like, <laughs> yeah. find a way yeah. to train like, without could, training. Like, yeah, I'm oh, like, no. don't do it. Yeah. Don't you do it. You lay on this couch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got read. I stared at the internet. I was watching some cool movies. Watched a really cool movie called Adidas versus Puma. I uh, saw that. Did you see my post? No, I didn't see a post, but I saw the ad or like some ad for that school. Like, it's really good. It came out like 2016 or really? something. It's like all German. I didn't know they were brothers. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't, you yeah. didn't know that like the the Dassler brothers? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, you know Jesse Owens was wearing Dassler brother shoes, oh. not Adidas. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, they hadn't broken up yet. They didn't break up till after World War II. Okay, see, that's a shit I don't know about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. I knew about the Dassler thing. I knew yeah, Jesse yeah. Owens wasn't like. They were still together, but I wasn't. I didn't know what what it was called. I'd forgotten. Sure, I, sure. I, I know it was Dassler Brothers shoes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't know, it, but but like, if you ever wonder why the original Puma logo is a puma jumping through a D, for like Dassler. for Dassler, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. I, they didn't really get into like why he named it Adidas though, which really? I was I was really disappointed. Yeah, like they had like these really subtle like led up to the three stripes thing, which was actually really cool. Because I'm just talking about Adidas, <laughs> but like not why he called the company Adidas. Like you got Puma, yeah, like yeah. I didn't. Well, well, here's the thing. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Um, so Rudy Dassler started Puma. It was a bit of a womanizer, uh-huh. not a bit. He was he was a dude was a dog, and they called him Puma because uh-huh. he'd be sleeping with everybody. He was a Puma, <laughs> right? And. Uh, I like that's that's where the name came from. Yeah. Like predatory. <laughs> that's negative, but okay. So Back that, then, it probably wasn't though. It was like, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure that was, yeah, it was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's only recent that that's become negative. Right. But um, 
Yeah, and so that's where Puma came from. But as far as Adidas, like it didn't really say like he's just like, oh, my nickname and half my last name sound cool together. I think I'll write it like that. No. It, they talked about the three stripes and that was it. Hmm. And I was like, damn, I got to find out why Adidas is called Adidas. Yeah. It's Adidas, it's not Adidas. But um, uh, but they're both German, German brothers? They're brothers, yeah, they're German brothers and... Yeah, they're both German. There's a cat in your yard. What the hell? Oh, which cat? Uh, a little stripey guy running by the swing set. Oh. Is he dark? Like brown? Mm, has a little white chest. I don't know who that cat is then. Hmm. No, man. Pass her through. Not my normal. That's not Wally. No, but it was it was good. And like, I mean, it's also cool to see World War II from a German perspective. Mm-hmm. Not a Nazi perspective. A German, German perspective. Citizen, like, not- yeah, like a German citizen that was like a... Dasher brothers been around a long time. They were, they were like big, mm-hmm. and to see kind of how it affected them and really brought out the problems they'd always had, mm-hmm. and how like you know Addy didn't get drafted, but Rudy did, and they never really. I mean, that was a cool question they left open that I really liked actually. That Addy never said why he was considered like valuable mm-hmm. and not drafted because he was the in shape one. Sure. Like, he was the one who always run in and play in sports and, like, build a soccer pitch next to the factory. It was, like, for testing purposes. <laughs> so we can I like I, I like him. Yeah, he's always running. He's, like, chasing the car. You know, cars in the, you know, 20s and 30s didn't go that fast. So he'd be Jeez. running next to the car talking, you know. <laughs> Get him. Yeah. But um, it was weird. <clears throat> it's an exceptional film. Yeah. And then there's a, a two-part mini-series I saw that's on some some pay service on Prime mm-hmm. that I might get a free week of just to watch that shit. Sweet. Let me see if I can find out how to buy it. I'd rather buy it, but um, I really want to see that one now too because <laughs> it's it's also in German. So I watch it downstairs where the TV is really close to me, and I make the subtitles real big. <laughs> yeah, Germans have some cool shit. Like you know, the, I mean, they do. The, yeah, I mean, I'm an Adidas official. Thank God Addy wasn't a Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. Oh, I was so scared the whole time. I'm like, it's, am it's I going to feel weird about it forever now? Yeah, no, just no. waiting until the end of the documentary. Yeah. It was like, oh, he was a part of the yeah. <laughs> and they this, wore, this, and this. They wore the pins. They wouldn't get shot. I mean, it's about it. You got to do what you got to do. But, I mean, Addy, like, very, like, his brother didn't want to. His brother wanted to sponsor German athletes. Mm. And he was like, no, I want the best people in the world to wear my shoes. Because Eddie was the one who designed and made them. His brother sold them. So like, they needed each other. Right. But, um, but no, he's like, no. And he's like, Jesse Owens is the best in the world. He should be wearing these shoes. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, he didn't give a shit. And so he actually took a pair that he made specially for Owens and just walked up to him while he was training, like getting ready for the Olympics. Test these out. In, in, in freaking Hitler, Germany. Yeah. Like, he just walks up. He's like, hey, how you doing? You try my shoes on? They're like... Okay. He's like, all right, what? <laughs> and he tries them on, and he's like, these are amazing. And whoever they got to play him was really cool. And the shots they had of him running, like his form was beautiful. Like, it, like they put some thought into that, even though it was like a cameo in you know, a couple minutes of the film. Like they did it well. Yeah. Like really, really well, because it was so beautiful. Because Jesse Owens had beautiful form. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't just a hell of an athlete. He had like, his technique was on for the time. Not just raw. It wasn't raw. No, he was very, like, just technically beautiful for the time, right? I keep saying that word. I like to watch people move. Then they do it well. It is a beautiful thing. But, um, so they showed that, and he's like, these shoes are so light. I love them. And then he goes and gets four gold medals, just stomps Hitler, like, yeah! But then it came back around, because after, um, so the, the Nazis lose, Germany's occupied, and they have, um, you know, Occupying forces are always kind of assholes. They kind of treat yeah, everyone like yeah. the losers. Right. And you're like, yeah, fuck you, you were an asshole Nazis. Like, we weren't. We were forced to make bazookas. Like, they, like the Adidas factory became a bazooka factory. Or the Dassler Brother factory became like a bazooka yeah, factory. Yeah. They're like, what is this? It's like, Jesus. they made us do it. I heard you had prisoners of war in here. He's like, they made us do <laughs> Every all our, all our employees got drafted. Yeah. It's like, I was nice to them. And like, it was. It didn't treat them bad or anything. But then um, they're getting ready to blow up the factory. And um, Addie's wife runs into the office and grabs this picture of him and Jesse Owens that used to hang on the wall, but was now sort of lovingly put in a book. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, like in German. And like that, 
the Americans are speaking English and the Germans are speaking German. And like, it was pretty cool because they could tell, they made the very point that they didn't understand each other. Mm-hmm. And she goes, look in English. And one of the guys goes, that's our boy. Oh, Jesse Owens. He's like, huh. And he looks through the book and sees his shoes and he's smiling. And he's like, all right, don't blow it up. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God. But then they're like, we're occupying the house. And they take their house yeah. and move them all into the dining room. Jesus Christ. It was nuts. That's wild. Yeah, it was wild. It was a great movie. I highly recommend it on Prime. It yeah. might be a little too hot. But a little, little toasted, but that's very good. Mm. What do we got today? All right, we got The Winter Wonderland from Two Roasting Joes. That's actually not that bad. It's not that too much hot. No. So I, I heat the water up long before you get here. And I let it cool down. Mm. And so... Sometimes it's perfect, sometimes it's not. This is actually pretty good. Yeah, Winter it. Wonderland, two resting Joes. I'm just like, I don't know why. Like, my temperatures, I like, gotta keep it piping hot. I don't know why. And that's like a recent development. I think it's, I think it's your little kettle deal, man. Perhaps. You found the perfect temp. No, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. That's not too bad. That one didn't become too hot. That's all right. Yeah, this one, uh, Winter Wonderland, Bavarian chocolate. Cinnamon and hazelnut. I think. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of cinnamon, like in coffee, which was discovered by a barista at a Starbucks at Target that I frequented with my daughter there you for go. many years. And he's like, "You like cinnamon coffee, man? This is your flavor profile." Because he used to make me special drinks. He used to mm-hmm. create stuff. He's like, "Oh, I got you, bro." And so, like, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I understand now." Yeah. yeah. So, I love it, like the cinnamon and the hazelnut, the Bavarian chocolate. Just it's a nice that kind of would be there anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Um, it's really wonderful. Yeah, I got a new coffee grinder for Christmas. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like you sent me a picture. Yeah, yeah. it's like yours. Like it mm. set the cups and the time and the grind and yeah. it's fucking auto. Yeah, it's got that real easy set the way to set the grind too. I love yeah. that when you just turn it. Yeah. yeah. And like I overground it today so like I'm already dialing and learning and this and that. So. Oh, sweet. Develop them where you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, there's like certain pour overs. Like when I do pour overs with flavored coffees particularly, I've noticed that it'll leave kind of like a film or like it'll bring stuff up to the top like the flavor oh and you miss the flavors yeah or like something that's just not like, always there and, and you're like kinda, that was pointless yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or you know just bring stuff up to the top so like, or like it's just grounding consistently maybe but um finally like slows the process down too much to the point where I again I oh it's my, too fine I don't get my temperature you yeah know, I don't get my piping temperature that I yeah, want yeah the temp's off so then I'm like, ah, fuck. I just did all that for that amount of time for nothing. Or for uh, lesser. I mean, for less than for perfection. Less than what I was after. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm, now I'm just beating myself up with coffee stuff instead of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll get fine. it. You'll get it. You'll yeah. figure it out. Well, now, like, mm. recently, like, even at the gym, like, the coffee culture exploded. <laughs> you have started something there, man. It really kind of kicked in. Like, Everyone's obsessed now. Yeah, but now, like, you know, having meetings, whatever, this, there's coffee. I mean, now we're flowing. And it's not just shitty coffee. Like, no, it's no. good coffee. Like, someone it's put local. thought into it. People, and, like, that's the thing. Like, now, people will be like, ah, oh, I see everyone there drinking coffee. They hook us up with good coffee, or, you know, they hook us up with whatever. Like, yeah. oh, you know, that's like, cool. My, my, this is my my you know people from out of town like this is what's local here and like you know oh nice um, that's cool <clears throat> but it's just it comes back to like the breaking of the, of the bread sort of you know what i mean it's the the icebreaker with the hot coffee it's yeah. a way in yeah it's a a wonderful conversation starter right especially like if it's like local coffee it's, it's something a conversation unique. starter. It very much, and it's a comfort thing. Yeah. If you like coffee, you're comfortable with coffee in any environment. Right. And so, yeah, like, yeah, that's cool. And like, even that can be a fixation point, like in an uncomfortable situation. A little cup of coffee, warm cup of coffee, like that's the grounding point. Like, oh, yeah. Right, we're cool. Like, you can function. Like. <laughs> also, why I travel with coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be sure to, I'll usually even bring a cup. I'll bring how, like, how I want to make it. Yep. I'll make sure I have my stuff because, like, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. At least I got some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I got my, like, I mean, uh, I have the Stanley, you know, classic Stanley thermos, and, like, I took mm-hmm. it 
my temp started to take that kind of just wherever. And sometimes I don't even touch the coffee. It's like more of a safety blanket. Yeah, you're like, like, it's here. I got it. Like, if I need it. If I wanted it, like, Mm -hmm. I'm cool. You know, it's weird. It's like, that's drug addict behavior. (laughs) Hey, man. I got it. It's there. It's there. It's that. That's, if you're going to have an addictive personality, get addicted to good things. Good coffee. That's okay, man. Yeah. So, like, just having certain things available or just, it's like a weird comfort thing. You're just like, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do this if we want. But like, I've noticed I can communicate better with a cup of coffee. <laughs> I can do that as well. You know, if yeah. I'm trying to get like something uncomfortable or bring up something uncomfortable with somebody, I'm like, all right, let's do the coffee thing. Let's get the coffee flowing. Let's uh, get talking. Then we'll... Something to do with your hands. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. When I was young and I used to be at the club after training, or the team, I would always get like a beer. So I had some little hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And back then I used to get a Corona with lime because I didn't know what beer was. And that's the only thing I could, I'm like, I recognize that. I'm just going to get that. I saw that commercial hook me up. Yeah. And so I had something to hold and it's something to do with a hand. Mm-hmm. So it's like it'd be less awkward. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's just like but, there's some other occupation there than yeah. just me in the room. Well, like, standing here. <laughs> I'm chilling with my drink. Let me yeah. fuck along. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. So now coffee, you know, good coffee is the sophisticated version of such a thing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even just very recently, just the connections I've been able to make with people over coffee has been something I'm like, that's tremendous value. I like that you've done what you and me did. Yeah. And now doing that with other people. Trying to blow like, it up. When we started messing with coffee and we're like, just get it, we got all weird about it and started mm-hmm. being like real particular and how we make it and grind and everything. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing that with other people, I think is really cool. Well, like I've been able to make people their first pour overs and shit. Oh, and nice. like, that's cool. Oh, I'm wow, like, what an honor. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh shit. And I take like extra care for it because I'm like, oh, this is their first time. I want it to be a good experience. I want them to be like, oh, you know, uh, build these positive pathways with coffee. You got to <laughs> apologize. Cause, like, this is going to be the best cup of coffee you're going to have for a while. So you yeah, learn how like, to I'm do sorry. it. Starting you off with the high standard. Yeah, because like even anymore, like it's again, it's it is ritualistic, but now it's almost like ritualistic there too. So it's oh nice, you know, like so now you got a rhythm there too. Yeah, so everyone's upgraded. Yeah, but like it, and again, it grew from really small seeded thing, like a little mug club deal, like mm-hmm. my little Monday morning thing, because oh. like that's the class I like, my one six a.m. class that I really do, and like. In my head, I was like, "Huh?" It's like I don't want to go in at six a.m. And I was like, "Tired too get, early for this." I gotta get hyped up for this. How am I gonna, gonna get hyped up for this? And like, how am I gonna make this a thing? So I was like, "Well, go make everyone coffee." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, and that actually started to take off, and that made it popular. And now, like one of the other guys, he always makes banana bread, and like, there's a thing with it. Like, there's That's a cool. culture behind Monday morning mug club. Like, everyone's got something to look forward to. Yeah. And, like, yeah. even me, like, as a kid, like, I, I dreaded Mondays. Like, mm-hmm. Monday coming back around and, like, the school thing and like, just, uh, anxiety yeah. was hype. It, you know, it yeah. was so hyped. Um, mm. That being able to do that was make Monday mornings enjoyable, you know? Yeah, have something for it. Yeah. Mm. And, as you know, talk about small victories and stuff, but, like, that's a small victory. It, takes, it took me a long time to be able to, like, enjoy a Monday morning. Yeah, but you kind of created a way to do it. Yeah. Which is cool because it's, it's so simple. But that's like life is the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the simplicity that counts. Yeah. And yeah, damn, this is a good cup of coffee. Yeah, it is. I'm really good. unpleased today. It's nice. And with some flavored, like holiday flavored coffees particularly, like mm-hmm. somebody will throw in like a wild ass flavor, like pine or something. Like just to like, throw oh, in the holiday season. And you're like, whoa. Oh, no, this does not have No, this is like good. That. This is great. Yeah, and I mean, bought entirely off description. So Tom does local deliveries every once in a while, and I always get a text. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, menu, text, hey, Michael, going to be in Hilliard. He's awesome. And so, yeah, I was just like, all right, I got to I gotta get something, because I wanted some cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. That was the real goal. But then I was like, oh, holiday coffee. Well, if anyone's going to make good holiday coffee, it's going to be two roasting Joes. I might as well try one. <laughs> He even has like some flavors that are kind of out there that I like wouldn't necessarily buy like per se but, you know, other situations. Um, but like his, I'm like, oh, I'll try that. Like I'll try some blueberry cream pie coffee from him. Like yeah, I've never tried that one. I'm so Brazilian Sunset was a wonderful discovery. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff. That was good. 
Yeah. Did we make tonics out of that at one point? We did. That those were sick. really good. That was crisp. I remember that. Now. Yeah, those are coming. That's coming back in the summertime, man. That was good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait for tonic season for sure. Mm-hmm. But I did an actual alcohol tonic. Yeah. From Christmas, I did a soju tonic. What's that? Uh, well, I had soju left over. Soju. It's um, like Korean rice wine. Huh. So think of yeah. sake. But, like, it'll get you drunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Heavy sake. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, when I drink sake, I like cream sake. Like, mm. unfiltered, sure. warm. Like, sake is a beautiful art. I'm like, soju is like, just pour it in the fucking glass and drink it. Drink it, it motherfucker. <laughs> but now I put it in with some Indian tonic water and some lime. And I was like, this is absolutely wonderful. Huh. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> so. um, I had a gin and tonic in Iceland. Hmm. that I'll never forget but also can never recreate because we walk in we sit, so down, we sit down and the girl at the bar is like what do you like and we're like uh gin there's a gin bar like it's yeah. strictly gin yeah. and she's like what kind of flavors do you like and I'll make you a drink she's like I was like oh, I like juniper and blah blah you know typical gin shit I guess I don't know yeah. I don't know shit so I'm like uh you surprised me you know you made something she made me the best like I love when the expert talks you through it and is yeah, like, yeah. bam, here, try this. It made us the, probably the most delicious drink I've ever had. And like, I had really no idea what was in it. And I was in a foreign country and, and you're like, weird shit. And, I'm and like, you're like, you don't want to ask because it's probably, like in your mind, it's a secret recipe. Yeah, yeah. You know and she's probably like, eh, I make this for all the tourists. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good seller. All our, our shittiest stuff's better than your best right. stuff. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Truly though, over there it is. <laughs> like, uh, it's funny, no. but yeah, like, and and that'll just always be seared into my brain, that type of experience that you can ask someone, like, what flavor profiles you want, and you can just freestyle the drink. I like, love that, yeah. That's what I want us to do some coffee drink. at some point. Like, what are, yeah. your, what are you kind of like? And people are like, I don't know, Folgers. And be like, think, all right, we're going to fuck you up today. Like, <laughs> hey, we're going, we're going to start this small, we're going to build you up, it's going to be good. Blow your mind. Or, you know, here, have the Karamo. <gasps> <laughs> that one is almost like so wild you'd have to like s- like walk someone through that one. that's not a starter that's not a starter <laughs> blend right there man uh-uh. that is not a starter coffee but we should we could we could break it down like all right front front porch blend that's the baseline yeah <laughs> that's some coffee, build from that's there coffee. yeah or here your front porch blend and then here's some uh um here's some puerto rican coffee we're gonna mm-hmm. this is the premium all right boom boom all right now we build up there's coffees that's supposed to take the coffee supposed to taste like. Yeah. Start with these guys. And I mean, then, now we've had, we've had so many different coffees and brands and like styles that like. I can tell the difference between all of them. Now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, even their that. like basic roast, the house exactly. blend from like person to person, is they're all different. We need to like do like a double blind study or something. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a study once that um. Uh, they did. It was hilarious. Of um, blindfolded parents and had to recognize their baby by smell, mm. and all the moms were like 100 percent, and like none of the dads got it, like none. They were there for like hours, like never happened, right? I took great offense to this. I, I heard about this study when I was in college, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck that! I know what babies smell like. I can smell my baby." And I think baby. I think all the babies I like known, and I'm like, so when my daughter was born, I was like. I need to know your smell. <laughs> Is that smell like, like Yeah, and like Yeah. But like I I was like, I'm not gonna be one of them stupid ass men who doesn't recognize their kid by smell. <laughs> and I wasn't. I could totally recognize my kid by smell. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Like I felt like I could smell my niece and nephew very distinct. Baby scent is amazing, isn't it? Well, they're also very different. Yeah, the yeah same. they're very it's different. Like, it's like baby scent, but it's also. But like yeah, you're like if you could tell that there's a difference between the two. Yeah. But then you're like, it's like addictive. You're like, yeah. it smells so good, baby. Like, <laughs> that's some like weird monkey shit left over. You're like, hmm. <laughs> don't eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. You're cute and cuddly and smell wonderful, but you're not edible. Okay, yeah, yeah, good. don't eat this. Yeah. Protect this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is a funny thing with. um because I have such a good sense of smell, I do kind of know people by smell a lot of times. There's a funny conversation I had with Ashley once about that while we're training. Because I think she like changed her detergent or something and I asked her about it. I'm like, what's off? It smells like, different. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> but, um, like, it's a, a, I don't want to say an attraction thing, but it's like, I can't tolerate people that I don't like the smell of. 
Yes, bio like a biology thing. Like, like if you have like a <laughs> if you have like a deodorant or a perfume or something on that I can't I like, don't like the smell of, like I can't fucking stand it. <laughs> I'm like get away from me. Yeah. You're horrible. I'm dying. <laughs> that that one can be gnarly. Like perfumes and like soaps, like common common mm. soaps, and that will sit on different. Or, um, like laundry detergent. Yeah. My daughter notices this all the time, too. And, like, someone she knows will give her, like, hand-me-down clothes. And we smell it. We're like, oh! Like, it's them. And, like, they washed it. And, like, it's clean. We're like, oh! And it takes, like, three or four times of washing it. Like, you have to, like, get it out. Yeah. Human scent. Because I use, like, free everything. There's no sense in any of my detergents Mm -hmm. ever. And so, like, when there is, I'm like, oh! Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah, like, because, like, I will use um, certain stuff, and, like, I like to use, like, the oils, like, broners mm. or something like that, if we can, mm. like, to get, like, baseline, kind of, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a particular combo of things I use to wash a gi, mm-hmm. mm. or wash martial arts clothes in general. What's your combo? Secret I was going to say, the my recipe. Secret, my secret can, recipe. Can you, like, get it, like, break down and, like, put in a secret ingredient, or is it all just secret recipe? Um, it's actually like super basic. You can buy all this stuff at a store. It's just how I combine it. But um, my daughter says it smells like jujitsu. Well, there you go. She'll you smell her clean deed. So it smells like jujitsu, Baba. I'm like, yes, perfect. I was just reminiscing like with somebody. Now, like hygiene is very, it's a part of it. You know, like starting out and like when I started, like people didn't know how to manage a gi. Like didn't know how to take care of a gi. Hygiene was not a thing. Yeah. That's and so like, weird. And I, and where I was, was very MMA oriented. So it was very yeah, they didn't care. sport oriented. They weren't into like maintaining shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Clearly that place doesn't people, exist yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like the amount of people that would just throw their gi in their trunk and like let it sit until the next training session. <gasps> Some people want to only train once or twice a week, so it's sitting for three or four days. In oh, God. Time period. And the hot ass summer, you know, or whatever. Just cooking. Yeah. Smell horrible. So, and that's the thing. Like, they'd be like, I wash it once a week, or, you know, not even that. And it's like... Do you at least hang it up to dry? That's, no. They wouldn't, oh. like, that's the thing. They wouldn't even... So, like, that's arguably, you could go... And you could hang it in the sun. Yeah, you like take care of it. A little better. Like, it'll still smell bad, but... Yeah, it, yeah. It has not dirty. as, like, not, yeah. not, like, if it's sitting in a cold, dark, warm, dark, I should say. Like, yeah, warm, warm dark, dark trunk that like gets 120 degrees. Fucking mold is going to be just thriving. And, yeah. You know, and then they come in... They start... Roll. Yeah. Flat, add in another layer. Oh, God. Leave... Rinse oh. and repeat, but there's no rinsing. There's no <laughs> it's just, rinse. It's just, just a repeat. repeat. Oh my god! Uh, and then you could imagine why, at that point, so many people had fervent ringworm. <laughs> yeah, why was there an vicious, outbreak? Vicious, like like in bloodstreams, like people would yeah. cut and then have an outbreak, kind of shit. Like oh my god, it was nuts. <laughs> and I never really got it. <laughs> like I was clean, bitches. <laughs> I showered from that joint. I showered. I was like. Every single day, it was not a joke. Ah, I never realized how uh, lucky I was to have been raised in a culture where one of the first things I was taught was how to wash my dobok. Yeah. Like, Doc was real particular about that. And if we ever used fabric softener, I think she would beat us with a stick. Mm. She's no fabric softener. It must be stiff like cardboard. Yeah. Okay. No comfort. It actually took me a long time to have just to have Dobok pants that I like to train in. Mm-hmm. Just be able to just wash them with the whites mm-hmm. and like put fabric softener in them. Like it took me a while to be okay with that. I had to think of them as something else. You rip the bandaid off. Yeah, I had to think of them. It's just pants. It's just kicking just pants. pants. Just kicking pants. Just it's it. not part of a uniform. Because like if I wash a uniform, I still have to do it the old way, which is basically like how my I do my do my jujitsu way now, which is just an upgrade of the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a, a few steps further, which is fine. Yeah, but, um... Uh, yeah, like, uh, I even have protocol for, like, reviving rash guards, and, like, you can you can revive those motherfuckers when they smell bad, like, mm-hmm. for a little bit. Like, there's a certain point you just There's a say, point where they're dead. Fuck yeah. it, I'm done. But, like, what? Uh, certain ones, boiling, freezing, certain, like, just very oh, easy yeah. things. Oh, yeah, pop some like, shit in the freezer. Yep. You'd be amazed. You boil it real quick. And, like, I boiled it, stuck the wet, boiled rash guard in the freezer, zips everything. And it's good for, like, a couple months. Yeah, you, you're you, good. You can stretch out your gear a little longer that way. You need to, um, oh, this is a grand book my godmother needs to write one day. And I wish, I hope she's writing it. 
of um, just the old ways. I was gonna say there needs to be like how to disinfect things, like you know how to how to disinfect a you know reusable diaper, mm-hmm. like yeah. And yeah. she's talking about how she, different ways to boil stuff on the stove and how she would do stuff. And she's like when she talks about this, this is shit she was doing when she was ten. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um. Yeah, she's like she wanted to put that together. I mean, Things that are like lost out of convenience. Yeah, like that's that. what she like, said. She's like, it's been these are these ways are lost. Yeah. She's like, I love a onesie more than you can ever understand. Disposable diapers, but yeah, you, these things need to be known. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> yeah, it's making a comeback. So then people realize they don't want to clean shit. Yeah. But I was like even reading about. Uh, books back in the day that was basically a recipe book of mountain lion meat recipes or coyote recipes like what was available it was not like available food yeah right it was yeah. not like beef and pork and chicken it was like well you got this around you you can go kill you forget some fucking mountain lion hams and like smoke those like yeah <laughs> and they like this idea of nose to tail right of when yeah. you eat everything everything some yeah. way or another as a person who's obsessed with collagen right now you know hydrolyzed collagens mm-hmm curing me like i get it i was just looking up organ meats before you came you of um i want some organ meat sausage mm-hmm. and so there are a lot of there are a lot of sausages out there that you didn't realize what organ meat sausages have a different name and so i'm just i was looking into ordering some stuff for finally mm-hmm. like, oh what is that is make that? organ meats back in the mainframe man like i don't eat a lot of meat yeah so i want to upgrade it mm-hmm. i want to eat the best like the healthiest possible i don't want all this my new york strip i don't want yeah. that shit i want organ meats so that i can get the most vitamins and minerals and everything want, like, out of it sweet breads and the brain and yeah <laughs> all the stuff all the like, good stuff because that's the, again like a lot lost out of convenience like we so don't like, have to eat every organ of every animal now like cause yeah so available, culturally but, was made yucky yeah exactly but yeah. like Ugh. you read back in the day it's like yeah this is a recipe for pickled bear's toes like you know what i mean like yeah. eating everything fucking yeah. everything everything is edible and if you don't you're out <laughs> yeah you'll die you're fucking out. yeah um mm. but yeah I, I agree entirely and like i've established relationships with some of the farmers at the farmer's markets and like i got their cards and you know i can call them i, I gotta ask the bison i want to ask the bison guy about yeah. organ bison organ Cause I like bison the best. I want to get some bison bones and make some broth out of some, yeah, some I want bison that. bones. That'd be dope. Yeah, I want to do that too. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, like just better. That's always been like in my head. I didn't know anything when I was young, but like I've always been trying to climb that to like the highest qualities of things. Like yeah, the quality ladder. Because uh, yeah, I just didn't know. Like, <clears throat> well, I mean, as you know, if you're athletic, or like, I mean, especially as like someone who like he's in combat sports i think i always feel like that's to me that's the top of the top mm-hmm. ninja skills mm-hmm. combat sports like gymnastics that. right but um like food is food is fuel and like if you're really pushing yourself and you're really at the top of the top yeah, you know the, the difference fuel. between what you ate for lunch today and what you ate for lunch yesterday like how you feel about it you know like it's it's you know the tiniest little percentage most people never hit it Mm -hmm. but if you've ever hit that and lived there like when you get obsessed with quality uh, and efficiency yep you know because yeah the past few years like I've, I've, again, like I've had I've been able to whittle down things out of like my diet and stuff because my body starts like saying no. Like, yeah, yeah. And you're I like, just got Ugh. sick the other day. You're like, well, I, I like had shit. certain things that were just a bad combo, and my body's like, nope, done. Nope, ah, that's crap. Yeah. So like, yeah, it sounds like I'm. Oh, I need to eat this, this, and it's not like crazy like that. It's just like it's very simple. If I deviate from the simplicity so you, and get into some rich, crazy, weird shit, then it's you not pay for like, it, man. Yeah. yeah, like that's like my week off where I'm trying to eat all this stuff. Like I just start, hurts. I start feeling shit. Yeah, and like that's another thing I can tell. Like I have a limit, and it's I hear you, I reach it pretty quick, and I have to kind of hang out over it for a little while, but I notice. Like when my sleep gets disrupted, mm-hmm. of I have, can measure shit with my aura ring and stuff now. So my heart rate's starting to level out while I sleep again, which is what I was going for. It hasn't been happening. It's been driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my heart rate's too fucking erratic and my HRV's too low. Like I'm 
I need a break. Yeah, yeah. And stressful yeah. environment. And so the HRV is kind of coming back here and there. Um, <clears throat> but the heart rate's starting to get a lot more level. It drops below, you know, pretty much below 48 while I sleep. Anywhere from 48 down. And if it stays below that and stays pretty steady, I know I'm, like, recovered. I'm out of my fighter. Mm -hmm. I'm out of, like, like fight mode, basically. Mm -hmm. I'm not, not, like, the stress goes away. But then... I won't sleep well. And I know when I stop sleeping well, I'm like, gotta train again. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> because at first I'll pass out, and then I'm like, you know, and then, you know, evens out. I'm like, oh, all right, we're back. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. No, I, I understand that entirely. Because, uh. Uh, yeah, like, I'll be able, it's uh, like you said, if you do certain things for long enough and at a certain enough level, like, you'll be able to tell. <laughs> you can feel it. Instantly. Yeah. I'll wake up certain mornings, like, <clears throat> I knew this was gonna fuck me, or like, I didn't yeah. have enough of that. Yeah, it was gonna like, happen. For me, like I, I feel all that, and I can describe it, and I can tell. I could tell you, like, oh, my heart rate's erratic while I'm sleeping. I can tell. Mm. Now I just have a measurement. I can actually look at right, it, right. which is nice. And that's like a little like metric to back that up. Yeah, and so it, it's been cool with the metric that there's the correlation between these things I've felt for years and this pattern that I've kind of put myself on, and like, oh, and now I've got the numbers, mm -hmm. and I can actually like, here's a chart. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that does confirm exactly what I've what I've known. But now I got numbers on it, and I can tweak it a little harder. Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's been that's very fun. Uh, do you find like I don't know, maybe, but if it's, I don't know if it's in martial arts, but like highly educated in a science field like physical therapy or whatever, like a high level personal trainer, CSCS or something that really <laughs> dug into some shit, you know, and like knows some stuff. Um, because they know so much. To, have you ever found that it like holds you back from certain things because you're like I'm not gonna or like it's almost like you're in a precautionary sense because of like oh I know this could happen due to my research that I and I won't do that because of that um yes and that's in varying degrees yeah um I do it sometimes but I'm I'm so curious yeah that um I can get I can kind of work around it sometimes mm -hmm. But for me, as far as like highly educated people, um, I find it uh, there's not a lot of crossover between fighters and educated people. It might be more now, mm -hmm. but like when I was young, I was an anomaly. Yeah. So kind of start there. But then I also find that depending on, um, say, your profession, on where you work, who you work for, what you're able to do, uh, you'll find that, say, like a physical therapist. <clears throat> um, the way physical therapy is applied from someone who, say, works through a university or a large corporation and someone who has an independent business. So take the difference between PT I went through after my hip surgery versus PT I went through with Jason Hahn. Jason Hahn doesn't take insurance. Jason Hans worked for a bunch of sports teams and circus acts and like he's done everything and he was an elite level athlete himself but he consciously said when he opened his own business he's like fucking I'm not doing that insurance shit I don't want them telling me what to do mm -hmm. like it's his place yeah. so yeah it might cost a little bit more but it's in the end it's about 50 bucks more a session like literally that's it sure. you're already paying all that fucking money yeah, yeah. 50 more dollars for the elite level I know the difference now versus after um, my surgeries, they had very specific guidelines of we're only here to work on your hip mm. and here's the template and she print me out stuff and occasionally she would deviate from it and be like, probably shouldn't do this, but this is going to help you, which is why my foot was missed, even though it's glaringly obvious that the toe wasn't working, that the foot was off. Mm. Now I look back at it, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Could have prevented all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But she couldn't. My physical therapist couldn't go outside the box because of who she worked for. Yeah. She was going to lose her fucking job if she got too creative. That's sort of, yeah, and that's so, what I mean. Well, then that's people that influences how they think outside uh -huh. of their life. Because um, no matter what you do most of your life has been working or sleeping, mm. right? Mm. And that influence is just kind of your personality and who you are. And so very much so in like a medical field, 
people get real in the lane. Yeah. You know, they might be partying on the weekends, but they're super in the lane. During the week. Of, <laughs> even though but they, won't, they won't get outside that shit. Sure, the sure. creativity goes away. Because you're automated. And, everything yeah, was yeah. automated. You go with this template. You do this thing. Yeah. And I find that fine as a starting point. I like a template. Yeah. I like a template as an idea generator. Exactly. It's a jumping off point. It's a it's jump point. It's not a, it's not, it's a place where you start, not a place where you stay. Yeah. And, but then, you know, then you have way on the other end of the scale, people are just experimenting with shit. It's bro science. Right. So find one down the middle. <laughs> yeah. I try to be a guy down the middle. I pay attention to bro science. There's some cool shit to come. There's out some of. cool shit in that because I grew up I grew up training in a strength and college strength conditioning room. Mm-hmm. And I learned shit in that room that fifteen years later came out as new. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was doing this when I was sixteen years old. What do you mean? This isn't new. Yeah. Like well, there's certain things. Like, so if you go to the right room, yeah, stuff starts there. You go hang out at um, Louis Simmons' place. Uh-huh. You're 20 years ahead of the game. Uh-huh. They're inventing shit there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because they're but they're super educated about it. And there's a little bro science going on too because they're creative, mm-hmm. right? When I was at the strength and conditioning room in in Athens at, at OU, oh man, coach was inventing shit that like we were doing. Chins and chains was my favorite. We would do chin-ups. He had chains that he hang, hung from the chin-up bar mm-hmm. and put handles on. Nice. And you'd do rows on that shit or push-ups on them. Mm. I'm like, that was a TRX. Right, right. You know, he made ab wheels out of like little axles and uh, lawnmower wheels. He's like, yeah, use this, roll out. Isn't that really hard? Yeah, well, here and explain to me why, like, mm-hmm. training your core muscles in an upright position because that's what they're for. They're to resist rotation. Mm-hmm. And they're postural muscles. That's why we don't do sit-ups. Because mm-hmm. it's stupid. <laughs> Unless you're working on being in the guard. Right. You sit up from the guard to grab your Cremora. For sure. Only practical application of a sit-up I've ever, ever, ever seen. Right? So he was inventing that shit in the 90s. That's become mainstream now. Right. But that's what they were doing. He wasn't alone. He learned that from someone. He talked to other strength coaches. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, um, yeah, I've had experiences on both ends of that scale. And so I try to be, you know, I'm like left of center, right? Like I'm not quite in the middle. I'm a little more to the experimental freedom side, right? Mm-hmm. But I pay attention based. to the whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's based in both. like Yeah, mm-hmm. because... I, yeah, but that's also the extremes I grew up in is I'm a highly educated person that hung out with a bunch of meatheads. Yeah. You know? It gave you a pretty good happy medium. It gave me a great happy medium of how to apply both ends of those worlds because that's, yeah. one right. extreme or the other doesn't work. It's that's so limited. with like my tutelage in jiu-jitsu is like I've had some You've bro been all and I've had Boom. some fucking mystical weird ones. I've had some very straightforward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those <laughs> Those ones now like uh, have been the most valuable, like especially like in terms of <laughs> the quickening of like the turnaround of I get the info and they turn it into something like yeah, yeah. much quicker yeah. <laughs> than ABC one two three. Yeah. That's just me, but um, yeah, like giving I've just witnessed it more so. Like I don't have issues being like creative and going crazy, but then also like buckling down. You see people that are things. stuck. Yeah, exactly. I'm like. Huh. Some people are, it's almost like they put themselves in this like educational box. I'm like, you can go over that shoulder. Like, it's not what you're used to, but yeah, go over that way. Like, you were fully capable of doing it and your body is fine. Yeah, they like climb in the box, they don't stand on top of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'm like, you're fully aware of what your body is capable of, but you're like hyping up its limitations before you're even. Versus its adaptations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like, where, where do you break that down or like like where do you get people like that to experiment even? it's dogma dude yeah um it's that's a that's a universal problem of everyone picks a lane mm-hmm. i am this i do this i am a part of this yeah it's very difficult especially in our culture especially now uh-huh. we've gotten really 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 bad of it's... just kind of existing yeah people don't know how to take in information they don't agree with or don't understand it's a lost art. Yeah, it's like everyone was like groomed into the specialist lane. 
I'm like, what happened to the Renaissance person where you're just like, eh. Well, even a, <laughs> your best specialists have a, are, are very broad. Uh-huh. They're good at, their yeah, specialist yeah, yeah. is their thing, but like they pull from all these different places. You know, it's like, you know, the, the great athlete who also loves to paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or the, I mean, when you find out that hobby. But then it's like, to them, it's almost the same thing. It's the, but it's, it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's the same process. And they try to break it down. And like, if you can't understand that all the processes are the same, mm-hmm. but we harp on that all the time. Right. You know, be consistent, trust the process. But the process is actually super similar across all mediums. The consistency of it, the imagination of it, the... Eat a little shit of it. The eat a shit. <laughs> everything is a small step. Even if it like, oh, that's a failure. Fall well, forward. <laughs> fall forward. I'm cool with it, man. Learn to roll, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's it's all very similar process, which is something I learned working at a music library. Mm. Uh, musicians and athletes are the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. talk about devoting hours of your day to practicing just the simplest shit. In almost like a <laughs> scary sense. To, to yeah. an obsessive degree to be good at it. You know, when you see someone just practicing piano scales for six hours and you're sitting there talking to them while they're doing it and they're just like, you know, engrossed. Like, they're just super engrossed, but they're still having a conversation with you. But like, I learned a lot uh-huh. of just knowing people that were better at what they did than what I, I was at what I did. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, when I was, that's yeah. how you get there. When okay. I was younger, like I was like blind and probably like by like envy in terms of I was like shit I'm not good at stuff like they are like mm-hmm. but then like when I got older I like look back I'm like oh no they were just you know vibing like <laughs> so I'm I've been watching the last dance again and I had forgotten this about when natural talent raw talent you're raw and it's natural was the norm and that's only recently changed of they talked about it a lot of like they would downplay the hard work and say that it worked because you had all the talent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael Jordan's a beautiful example of that. Yeah, okay, he's a really tall guy. He's got big-ass hands. His hands are ridiculously enormous, actually. Um, I've seen, like, someone, not studies, but, like, how big Michael Jordan's hands actually are. They're too big for his body. That's part of why. It's true, but... um. That's raw talent. It's not. It, he's, he sucked like everybody else in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. He tried a bunch of shit, but he's obsessive as fuck. And like, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that documentary is how much of an asshole Michael Jordan is. Yeah. And like, we fucking hated him, but you know what? I got all these rings and I have this life and I, I get it. And like that one point when he starts, Michael starts crying that, you know, break. Like that episode where that ends. It's really cool that he starts to tear up talking about he was just trying to get people on the same page. Like this is the level you gotta be on to be able to do this. And like I don't like you you need to understand that. He couldn't explain it, but like he started to well up and just and you're like Like that's that's it. There is no words he can he, form like, for this. Like <laughs> I know where he's going, yeah. but he also had a very nineties way of getting after that. Which was a dick move. Yeah. I mean, you're just an asshole to people. That you know, was still when shit was very, like... <laughs> everything was... Alpha fucking... It was some alpha shit. Now, Jordan was pretty good at it. He was just intense. Yeah. He was definitely the beginning of that change, I think. But um, it reminded me of how that used to be, of that natural talent came first and work came on top of it. Yeah. And no one realized that, like, epigenetics hadn't been discovered yet. Epigenetics certainly hadn't been discovered yet. Of that... You are born with genes, you are born with potential, but your environment and your actions turn those genes on and off and you become, you can become something based on that. Mm-hmm. So people think, oh, I'm, I become like, just like my parents. Well, did you do the same shit they did? Yeah, yeah you did. No wonder you're just fucking like them. Go figure, yeah. It's like- you know, whereas I'm this athlete now, I was never supposed to be this, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it might... I feel like my my mom talk about it, my godparents talk about how like they thought it was weird that I couldn't breathe because I was so active. And like then my god, my, my she's like, I told your mother when you were little that like that shouldn't happen. He should like that shouldn't happen to him. It doesn't like something's wrong. 
he's so active that it shouldn't happen before I knew I had asthma. Mm-hmm. And I, I called it like long ago before it was discovered. But I made myself into something. And so for me, the hang-up that really screwed me over is I was stuck in that whole natural athlete shit. And that took a huge amount of pride in the fact that I was not a natural athlete. And that fucked me eventually. Mm. I went too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of, I'm like, no, I worked for this shit. Well, guess what? They fucking worked for it too. They didn't work as hard. It's a little easier for them. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I probably had to work three times as hard as you to get ahead. But they still worked. Right. They put a lot of effort into it too. And it's like, when we all got to the same level, I should have dropped it and been like, yeah, I'm a fucking athlete. Go. And I couldn't. And that was like a big downfall for me. But it was neat to see that history and kind of pull that out of it this time watching it. Yeah. <clears throat> Which um, has very much led to, say, answering your question of, do you see people who stay in a lane or get outside the lane? Of It used to be people who are way the fuck outside the lane were dumbasses. Right. Experimenting. And they don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. And people were in the lane, the smart ones. Yes and no. Because there are a lot of people who are outside the lane who are really fucking smart. And now it's a lot easier to differentiate between the dumbass that's outside the lane and the intelligent person that's outside the lane. You know, I try to be the intelligent guy who's way the fuck out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's being in the box versus standing on the box as a base. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. sorry, I went off like a no, huge yeah, it's tangent. Like, it's an interesting oh. thing to witness. Like as a coach, sometimes because like you'll see mm. people like you know they I have see people's thought process. Yeah, and I'm like, you have physical potential, you have the skill set, you have the technique, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's yeah, you're not. And I've like almost wanted to say like, not put yourself outside the box, but kind of like just give yourself permission to think a little more open. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when I was in high school, I took a sociology class. And I was laughing about this with my best friend the other day because we met in Spanish and then I left Spanish to go take Soch. Mm. That was the only class we ever had together and I've been friends with that guy for over 20 years. Nice. Like, how the fuck are we best friends? This is just crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, I was joking with him about that and it reminded me of something that um, my Soch teacher said and she was, she was hilarious. I had her for history as well. And she was deaf in one ear, and that was the side of the room I sat on. But, okay, so, she was like, don't ever rationalize anything. And at the time, I'm like, I didn't understand it. I thought it was total bullshit. And, like, I just wasn't, I hadn't had enough life experience to understand it yet. Mm-hmm. People rationalize the hell out of why they can't do shit. Yeah. There's a 100% reason they don't get outside the fucking matrix. Mm-hmm. They'll defend it to the death. You know, like, yeah, if you yeah, let yeah. go of your rationale... Yeah, you're, you're fighting, you're raging on behalf of the system. On behalf of the behalf system. Of the machine. <laughs> yeah, you're raging, yeah. Don't rage for the machine. Yeah, rage, rage, against. rage against the motherfucking machine, <laughs> right? But, like, people get so stuck in that, I am this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't convince them otherwise. And as a teacher, you can see that thought process. You can see who's there and who's not. Yeah. And you've, like, at some point, everyone hits a limit. And you can tell the people that have to stay within the limit but be pissed off about it you tell people that use the limit as like a safety net mm-hmm. you know people that say oh cool i found it and then break through it yeah 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 well like <clears throat> from the other end of the spectrum like not just as an athlete but like as a coach it's like coming from being an athlete into coaching and teaching it's like well i have to ha- i have to be thinking outside of the box to grow into those roles and realms and things it's like you have to become this is why most athletes don't become good coaches yeah they never get by it Mm -hmm. but also as a coach you realize oh this is what i fucked up as an athlete then you're like now i'm still an athlete cool i can still do it (laughs) let's go test this shit (laughs) yeah i'm getting i can get real better now (laughs) and that is too like an interesting spot because like we've talked about it but like like you know i really consistently competed and then I really consistently like focused on teaching coaching and like establishing that so I couldn't go back to competing consistently and like and kind of flop back into have, that. have the base in place yeah. yeah um like we've talked about that but like just being forced outside of comfort zones and this and that like I could I was happily you know I could 
have rejected the idea of coaching and teaching and stuff, but I wanted to be in it so that I can go compete. So I'm like, all right, I want to mm-hmm. be wrapped up into all of this stuff so I can go do these things. Um, it has to become a part of the lifestyle. Yeah. I don't, I've never understood how people pull it off where they can be like high level competitors and not teach. In martial like arts, a little bit, like not even like, a little bit. Like, like, how the fuck do you do that and like make any money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always so weird to me. Yeah, yeah. But then it's just like you, I had to push myself outside the box and kind of like push myself into that like Renaissance role and be like, oh, I got to have this, 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 and this, and like that sort of opened mm-hmm. my eyes to being like, oh yeah, like yeah. take yourself outside of this, outside like, of the box, let yourself grow but, into other areas. Like also learning how to teach is. um as a sport in itself. Yeah. You can always tell the people who never had any instruction on how to be teachers mm-hmm. versus the people that did, mm-hmm. or at least the people that are interested in it. Of I was groomed from day one to be a teacher, so I don't understand. Yeah. Someone put, Doc pegged me really early on. As this guy can explain some shit to people when he's patient. Okay, he's going to teach. <laughs> so I was kind of taught that way from the beginning. But um, it's very... That's why I'm always so amazed by you, is that you're a really good teacher, but you're also a really good competitor. It's so fucking rare. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been around, because I've been around both. Like, I've been around really skilled teachers who are, like, like Danaher. Like, he's, you know, Dave, he's a highly skilled teacher. The best teacher there is, but, like, you know, probably. Not high-level competition, you know. His mm. body's fucked up and this and that. And like, but then he can replicate it with his squad, you know. Like, if you can communicate that. He communicates rep- it. If you can replicate it with one person, cool. If you can replicate yeah. it with eight, and then you start replicating yeah. with kind of whomever gets thrown in there, it's like, okay, that's some real That's shit. amazing. That's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. So, but then, yeah, yeah it's like, I, I have the both like I, I still have competitive goals and competitive things i want to have coaching goals and things and you know and how to meld them into each other is yeah. very interesting yeah and yeah. uh growing into those roles was what made me comfortable with pursuing it you know what i mean like sitting mm-hmm. i can I sit back in like the one mm-hmm. hole and be like oh fuck i don't want to go after that but like yeah. once you get out and like oh i can coach i can do this i can do that like yeah. i can pursue <clears throat> these things and i have the skills and the abilities to do them yeah, I mean, you developed a, I mean, basically you developed a schedule. Yeah. Of, okay, now I have a pattern to follow that I can devote. I can, it's not random anymore. Yep. You can devote whatever energies you need to both teaching and training, and they're the same thing. It's not, I have to choose and sacrifice. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore. And that's like with, you know, having normal jobs and this and that, like you have to do. Like, and that's stuff that I, early on, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I refuse to do that. Yeah. And I made those choices and things to put me where I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it is nice to be like, oh shit, like, I wasn't wrong. I wasn't so terribly wrong. <laughs> fucking paid I mean? off. Yeah, yeah, like, I wasn't <laughs> so wrong that I'm like fucking destitute and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's in the right direction anyway, like, trying to be. There's some luck involved there, man. <laughs> There's some good luck there too. Yeah. I mean, you made some good decisions, but the hands, you know, the, the cards fell in your favor a few times. And if, like, that will become more and more clear as you keep to make right. right decisions. And there are a few opportunities that I, like, let go. And you're like, I should have let go. And then some that I should have yeah. capitalized on. So it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that uh, part of it, like, learning what opportunities are. And, like, yes. one, how quickly you need to. And then, two, how quickly you don't need to. You can sleep on it. Like, you need to act and show when, interest in the thing and whatnot, but also sleep on it. When you should act and when you shouldn't is... Um, yeah, something I'm glad I know now. I wish I would have known 20 years ago. And I did. I acted on a lot of stuff. But then there's always those couple things you didn't. You're like, damn, mm-hmm. I had that fucking chance. I didn't take it. Ah. <laughs> even if you're like, looking back, I didn't even know it was a chance. Now yeah. I know it's a chance. Ah, what yeah. But yeah, kind of working that out of what to go for when. And just how to just chat with people. Mm-hmm. Just fucking ask a question. You know, be detached from the answer. Just ask the question. Don't worry if it's negative or positive or what you wanted to hear or didn't want to hear. Just, just ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we had like a meeting about that earlier, like generating questions, generating not conversation, but generating like meaningful connection through that type of like question asking. <laughs> oh, asking good questions. Who was listening to Elon Musk get interviewed? <laughs> uh, ask good questions. What he tells his kids every day. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean. That's a that's a practiced thing. Yeah. I think that's a there's a certain amount of 
social ability that you need to be able to just be able to chat with people, but to be someone that's comforting enough that someone will actually answer you. Mm. Yeah. 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 And getting people to ask questions, getting people com- to be comfortable enough to ask a question and be vulnerable. How to be yeah. that safe space? Yeah. That, that is be, a, can be difficult. Like it's easier now than it used to be. Yeah, oh, um, yeah for sure. A lot of the stigmas are, I don't know, that gone, but uh, not as thoroughly. Too. <laughs> well, thoroughly diminished. Yeah. Um, thanks to YouTube, honestly. Yeah. Of yeah. of P training videos, and you see the elite level guy or girl or whatever like fuck up a lot and be very honest about like i sucked at this and here's proof and like oh whoa you know that's what kind of got her started to get by it in my opinion well i just learning they have vulnerabilities too and they gotta work on shit (laughs) yeah you know the humanity of it yeah right uh which i enjoy because it makes trading easier yeah mm. knowing yeah like you know coming up i was like always looking at like whomever the hot whoever was coming. great at the yeah. time yeah you know like, what are they eating what are they thinking what are they doing it's like every person too man they go and they train their back hurts like, yep. Their yep. Shit, you know like, or um like to get back to the last dance when they the chunk where they interviewed kobe which is so fucking weird yeah came with kobe's dad but um he talked about the first all-star game was in when he's like 19 years old and he was like, I got Mike. He wanted to guard Michael Jordan. And he's like, you know why? Like, I want to know he was real. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel his strength and yeah. see his decision making. He wanted Michael to kick his ass yeah, so that he could pay attention. <laughs> he didn't care about it. He was paying attention to what he was doing, how he was doing. It's like it made him real. Mm-hmm. It made him a human. Yeah. He touched him and he like got elbowed by him. And then shot up and hit a fadeaway on him. And he was like, all right, sweet. Yeah. And then Jordan gave him his number. He's like, call me anytime. And then he was like, he calls me at three o'clock in the morning and asks about a (laughs) (laughs) He really is a little brother. He's obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. We did the thing. But um, (laughs) that's a really cool thing for people to see of the two greatest people to ever play the damn game, you know, is like, that's the curiosity it takes. Mm -hmm. Be excited for your idol to kick your ass. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Go yeah. so long that your yeah your heroes become yeah, your yeah, like, your your rivals right. yeah, yeah that thing but yeah that's but that was just a really neat example of it and then they like behind the scenes stuff where they were like up some college professor was talking about how he explained Michael Jordan to current students he's like imagine Kobe Bryant but a little better and they're like what I'm just a little better that's Michael and you're like oh. That's cool. Yeah. I, like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I explain it to my daughter. I'm like, hey, but just a little better. Yeah. You know. <laughs> now, like with, I don't know what's on there, but like my things, like look back at like old fights and Tyson fights, Muhammad Ali fights are on YouTube. You can go back and see. Go back and the, research it. Really look see at the it. History and see like even the comment sections of those shits are cool because it's like. Some people have like some really good insight. Insight and, and like react. stories even. They're just like, oh, I was at yeah. this bar or, then with my dad. You know or like I mean? the breakdown reaction video where like the guy talks. Like I watched one once about um, comparing Muhammad Ali's footwork and Dominic Cruz's footwork. Hmm. And the bump, the bump and set of where when Muhammad Ali would do the thing where he got in a really wide stance and stuck his front leg almost in between the other guy's legs mm-hmm. so that he seemed a ton closer than he was you know like that's why he leaned back out of the way that wasn't anything amazing it was just like look he widened his stance so it gave an illusion mm-hmm. he was still really far away but it didn't seem like it so he could lean back dodge the punch hit the counter and still stay you know but then he did the set the the um the bump and set where um Dominic Cruz does this a lot in an MMA version he'll step in and then spin off mm-hmm. he'll put his shoulder in and then spin off like 100% from Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Ali used to do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Is, but yeah, when like YouTube really started hit for me, was when I saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay, there's Sweet. intelligence here. And then, you know, BJJ Scout, my favorite oh, yeah. thing ever. That is the cool thing as time goes on. It's like the more, the finer things. People like, get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking fights down, you know. Mm-hmm. Things that were iconic now, they're 
kind of humanize that. But way. it takes the mystery away. Yeah. It's yeah. not natural talent anymore. Now there's like, it's a science. Yeah. But like, it's not like a concept of a sweet science. It's like, no, here's really, here's some steps. This is how you freaking do this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone can learn this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is so much like mysticism and weird shit in martial arts and fighting and. And it's that's, a, that's the pro wrestling and it's, the, the showmanship. Yeah, the magician, like every every bit of magic has a magician. Right. Yeah, and it's talking about the magician. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, which I like, is funny. I love that. I love being the magician. Mm-hmm. I love being the wizard behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also love being the mystical samurai that's actually out in battle doing shit. Yeah, you know? like, like, all those things have their spot, you know? But now they have a spot. They're not their own thing. Right. They used to be separate. Yeah. And now they're like a, a staircase, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> they're a system. Yeah, as, as opposed to a trench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, now it's a system of, this is all like a, you can be all these things, but you know, have fun, do it behind the scenes and make it seem like magic. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a funny thing. It's like, it almost always felt like everyone's watching, but like nobody's watching. You know, like, paying attention. Nobody's, no. Yeah. So just do the thing, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, fuck it up. No one's do looking. It again. Try it again. They won't remember. Yeah. yeah. And you suddenly get good at it and they forget that, you know, six months ago they were making fun of you and now you're whooping their ass. Like, how'd you do that? I don't know. Just showed up. Showed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mystery, mystery. I ate, I ate my Wheaties this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. That's when you can decide to add in the mysticism. Right? Yeah, then you can add it in. The uh, character. I meditated on real hard. And even if that's true, like, I meditate on stuff real hard all the time. Yeah. You know, build it in my head before I can do it in reality. Okay. Yeah. But then you can just say, that's all I did. <laughs> yeah. Got better through osmosis. Love it. Uh, that was good coffee, too. Was it? Yeah, it was Very tasty. Yeah, that, that. Zip down pretty quick. Yeah, put some extra grounds in there. Made it super good. Yeah, that's very good. Very flavorful. Mm-hmm. And I do like, I can't do cinnamons all the time, but I do like it on occasion. Like a like, little twist in there. Mm. Hit well, good. Well, you got some cinnamon sticks. You can put them in your coffee. You do. All right. Well, wrapping it up. Yeah. That was interesting. That was. Kind of went some places. So two roasting joes. Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland. Get some of that action. Mm-hmm. Head over to Coffee Club Ohio. Coffee Club Ohio. Get some cheesecake, coffee, mugs, yeah. post. Get in now. Then you could say you were there at the beginning. Yeah, you can get on the base level. Yeah. Because it's only going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, have a great week. Yep. Keep coffee regular. Peace out.